All right, the restore today, Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity. And coming up, our top five stories today in just a bit. Right now, though, we're joined by Kendra Martin. She is the director, the manager, the boss, the person who could kick me out of here if she wanted to at the restore. Good morning, Kendra. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. This is awesome. Yes. I, I know. I got to be honest. Since I moved out to Goldsby, I haven't been back in town to, to hang out at the restore as much as I should. So I'm sorry. But what you've done with this is incredible. It looks great. Well, thank you. So kind of kind of take me through right now the the, the need uh, what what can we do to help? What do you guys need in store right now? So donations. We take donations all day that we're open, every day, Monday through Saturday. Um, couches are huge. That's a big Looks like you've got us. a pretty good group of them, too, over there, right? Yeah, but if you go out there and look, a lot of them are sold. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, a lot of them are sold. So you're telling me if I get out of my little bubble here and look around, right, I would be right. educated. You can call me on it. That's fine. <laughs> um, and appliances. Anything, refrigerators, uh, deep freezes, that's a huge one. Right. Um, washers, dryers, they come in and they go out just as fast. People look for them all the time. That's great. So that's our biggest, probably our biggest need. You know, it's been it's been pretty cool sitting here and just watching people come in all day. You see uh, construction workers, home improvements, and then crafters, I noticed, very popular over here with the, what is it, the Dixie Bell line? Yeah, Dixie Bell, it's a great paint to, it's furniture paint. So if you're going to redo a piece of furniture, uh, we have our own little upcycle center in here. So I've got a girl that works for us named Jessica. She's all things Dixie Bell. She knows all things Dixie Bell. Wow. Um, she even does commission pieces on the side. Uh, so anything that comes in, we don't paint already beautiful furniture. I got to say that. People, I like that. People are like, why are you painting it? We're painting it because it needs love. That's a great way to so look at it. Our Dixie Bell stuff sells for a little more, though, because we put several hours of work into it on top of, you know. Understood. Yeah. Understood. So. Hey, can you explain? Sometimes I need it refresh me, but upcycling. Basically, you take something that might look a little bit older, might need a little bit of help, and you, you make it look new, right? Right. Little sand, little paint. Um, people come in all the time, and if you look over here, we have like a million fan blades for sale. Mm-hmm. We sell them. Most of the time, somebody's turning it into something else. You can make cool dragonflies for your yard. We've made little whales to hang on the wall. We've made, you can do all kinds of things with fan wow. blades and a little bit of paint. That's cool. And so take stuff that, Man, keep stuff out of the landfill. No, it does. Um, there's a statistic out there that says every dollar that we make in the restore keeps 1.3 pounds out of a landfill. And trust me, there's tons of stuff already in the landfill. If we can keep it out, we're in good shape. Right? The last year, the restore saved over 900,000 pounds of stuff from the landfill. Our restore. Wow. That's got to make you feel pretty it good. It does. It makes me feel great. I love that part. All right. So I see I see your dudes working, man, grinding nonstop. Take us through the process. Just I've got a piece of furniture. I'm not using it. I want to give it. Um, what, do, what should I do? How should I donate it? So you can call us or you can email us. Either way, just call the restore. We'll come pick it up if you can't get it. Um, we can't go in your house. So you got to get it to your garage or get it to your front okay. porch. Monday through Friday, our guys will stop by and pick it up. We'll give you your tax receipt. We bring it in, wipe it down. If it's in good shape, we sell it. And people can bring it here too. But are we are we 
pause it on that a little bit or no? No. Okay. No. Uh, we love people bringing stuff okay. here. And the weather's getting nice. It is. So we're fixing to get in that time where people are like, oh, I need to clean out that garage. <laughs> so um, Don't remind me. This yeah. is, I know the conversation I'm about to have this weekend whenever I'm home. It's like, you need to clean this garage. You need to clean this. But then again, that's a great benefit for you because it opens up. I don't need this. I don't want to sell it. I don't. Let's give it. Let's right. give it back right. to those who need it. Right. Um, power tools. Crazy enough, that's a big seller here. Really? Yeah, because if you're trying to start out, you don't want to drop that huge money, right? So you can convince your wife, I needed this table saw, but I only paid this much for Listen, it. Listen, this table saw, it was for a good cause. Right? <laughs> that's right. And the table saw is for a good cause. So then you can take it home. Uh, and then, so we talked about the Dixie Bell pay, mm-hmm. but you also have, uh, and I've, to me, I'm just sitting here being nosy all day. I've seen more paint sold than just about anything today. Right. So we have two lines. We have one called Amazon mm-hmm. and one called Vision. They're both recycled paint. So we hold on to that reuse, repurpose thing. Um, but they're, they're bought new. They're mm-hmm. not donated. So we purchase those. We sell them for 19 bucks a gallon. We got all kinds of colors to choose from. Um, they make good wall paint. I mean, it's, it's good quality wall paint. Uh, we also sell all the stuff. So the brushes, the rollers, drop cloths, anything you need to do that job. Which we, would be everything. Which, <laughs> which would be everything. So, um, And then we have new area rugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so brand new, bought them from the factory. Uh, and we sell them much cheaper than what you're going to pay for an area rug oh, look, anywhere look, else. There you go, right there. There you go. There's evidence rug. right See? in front of us. I love it. See? Talk about your timing. That's See? good. And the books. Oh, okay. So the books. It seems like a passion play for you right now. You did? It's absolutely. Absolutely. We sell books for 50 cents a piece. You kidding me? No. Are there records over there, too? Uh, There's vinyl over there. There's some fantastic vinyl over there. We sell for a quarter a piece. What? So people come in and we'll spend hours just browsing and looking. That's so cool. Yeah, we love that part. How could I not notice that there were records over there? (laughs) I stayed in a hotel this week, and they had a record player in the hotel room. No way. Yeah, I never had seen it before. Now, I don't know how you travel with records. I right. Them up, <laughs> but I maybe maybe I need to go stay there again. Right. Get some records to take with me. All right, uh, but but again, the need is if you've got stuff, we want to help resell it. But you also can always use volunteers and help. How can people get involved? Absolutely. So we run this with a really small staff. Um, so same thing. Go to our website. There's a place to sign up to volunteer. You can come in. Um, Saturdays is a big volunteer day for us. Right. We get a lot of stuff done. It's hard work. I mean, you're going to be moving furniture and you're going to be, you know, doing that kind of thing. But we even have stuff for people that can't do the hard work. So That's great. if, you know, you're older and you can't, or you're in a position where you can't be lifting furniture, my books always need love. They always need straightened and sorted and looked at. And so it works. Um, we take almost anything you're going to find in your house right? besides linens. So we don't do like curtains and bedding. So, and, and all of it needs love. I, all of it just needs love. Kendra, I'll let you go on this. And I appreciate your energy and your passion and what you've done in here. The place looks great. Uh, you are also being charged by my man Randy to tell us about the Common Grounds Coffee Festival this week. Are you a coffee drinker? I am. A, well, first of all, I'm a huge coffee drinker. Let's go. All right. A huge coffee drinker. Second of all, we are, my whole staff has just gone in overdrive. So there's going to be a ton of stuff from the Restore to sell. Great. We've held on to some really cool furniture pieces. 
that will be for sale. We've redone some really beautiful furniture pieces. Nice. That will be for sale. Um, pretty much everything we're taking is for sale, like cool coffee knickknacks and stuff <laughs> and decor, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, still looking for volunteers oh, that's cool. on that day okay. if somebody wants to come hang out. Nice thing is you spend four hours volunteering, you get to kick it at the coffee festival the rest of the day. So, yeah. Not a better it, deal it, than it, that. Right, right. And we're going to have great raffles at the coffee festival. Okay. We are doing raffles. Um, what was it? The top prize is a one-night stay at the Uptown Marriott in downtown Dallas. Oh, that's cool. With some sort of weird coffee service that goes along with it. Let's go. Right? Like that. Like um, that. There's some art that's being auctioned off, some cool stuff from around town. That's going to be a ton of fun. CC hfh.org slash coffee. That's right. I don't know why it takes me so I'm getting so old. I've seen that whole night. <laughs> cchfh.org slash coffee. Or they can come by here and you guys have tickets to sell them, right? Absolutely. Look, your staff's working right now. I know. She's right? painting away. I know. So eloquently as well, too. I know. Well Isn't done. that great? <laughs> Kendra, thank you so much. Thank You're you. awesome. Appreciate I really appreciate it. your time. That was awesome. Kendra right. Martin, she's the manager. She's the boss here at the Restore. Let's do this. Let's take an early break, Josh. And when we come back, we'll be able to hit all of our top five stories of the day in succession as we are live from the Restore off Maine and Boyd. It's the Plank Show on the road on a Monday right here on The Ref. Stick around. Welcome back into the Plank Show on the road. We're at the Restore. It's been fun today. Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity with Josh Elmer. I'm Chris Plank. Um, we'll be a little mobile for the final segment. Randy's crew has been awesome. I mean, this is this gets me excited for their event on Saturday, and I hope everyone will take part in or at least check out the Common Grounds Coffee Festival. It's going to be over at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds to help raise money for the Habitat for Humanity to build another house. Josh, before we hit the top five stories today, I did, I did just want to say I really feel like I've been very greedy with my weekend and the fun I had at Palm Springs, my frustration with the organizers of the uh, Mary Nutter Classic and how they need to continue to, to push to upgrade that facility. I feel like I've, I've been very, very greedy, Josh. So before we hit the top five stories today, how are you? How was how was your weekend? I know you had some hockey. I know you had some riding. Is all right with your world? It's all good in the neighborhood, baby. You know, I'm sure you can relate to this during softball season. Actually, the weekdays feel like more of a weekend right now. So I'm just happy to be here doing the show this morning, man. It's Combine Week, too. The NFL Combine is this week as well. So you know your boy is going to be losing his ever-loving mind about it this week. All right, um, you ready to get after it? Let's do the top five stories today. Hour three, and in that we'll throw a little top five sponsorship to our buddy, uh, our buddies over at Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Josh, tell the people about the incredible work that's done at Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Well, pretty simple. Just give Josh Tucker and the crew over at Roof Tech of Oklahoma a call for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. Locally owned and operated for 30 years where they guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. Let's go. Big story, number five. Number five. I'm falling into a trap, Josh. Falling into a trap. I'm falling into a trap where... I am 
wanting to talk quickly about the disaster that is the Los Angeles Lakers, who got smoked at home last night by the lowly New Orleans Pelicans. It's so bad that Jeannie Buss left in the third quarter. It's so bad, Josh, that there's videos making the rounds of LeBron, Trevor Ariza, and Russell Westbrook fighting with fans. Here's LeBron on the state of the Lakers. Well, I don't have an answer from tonight. I mean, obviously, you talk about the future. I don't. That's for us all to figure out. I mean, you don't know what can happen in the next, you know, few weeks. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to fix it because honestly, I've reached the we don't care portion of the season. But Josh Helmer. Is it is ugly right now for the Lakers, and I don't think a coaching change. David Fisdale sliding in is not going to fix that for the Lakers. Phil Jackson, Pat Riley ain't walking through that door. What are the odds? There's an expiring contract, of course, for Russell Westbrook for next season. Sure. What are the odds that Palinka and company say, you know what, we're done with the LeBron thing too, and try and shop LeBron? Build around Anthony Davis? Maybe. I could see that. I just, listen, uh, to, to make this local, Thunder Kings tonight, 7 p.m., I'll be watching. I'm all in right now on the Thunder Rebuild. I go in waves on the Thunder Rebuild. I'm all in, then I can't stand it. Then I'm all in, then I can't stand it. I'm in, a, I'm in an all in right now. Even though, well, someone, who runs the Valley Sports Oklahoma Twitter feed? Do you know? Did you see no. their little tweet? No, I don't know. So when they beat Indiana the other night, it's like everyone has to have their kind of thing that they say when they beat a team. Like, I'll give – they need to hire Pat. They need to hire Patrick Dunn. Because what did he, what did he have after the um, Tennessee game? Rocky topped. I mean, everyone tries to have their, like, little thing to be like, oh, well, your city is known for this, so I'm going to show you. Like, the, the Bally Sports one – had a race car on it, and it was something like finished first, and you're like, what are we doing? Yes, Indianapolis is known for racing, but every time thousands of teams have already done the checkers or wreckers, okay, bro? Anyway, I'm sorry. Thunder Kings tonight. You asked about LeBron James. Yes, I think LeBron James is playing his last season in L.A. You do? Brought a championship to him. Yeah, I do. I think this is it. Um, And it's just... It's been constant everywhere he's been. Goes to Cleveland, things don't go, gets mad and leaves. Goes to Miami, things start to fall apart. Relationship between he and Bosh, he and D. Wade, he leaves. Goes back to Cleveland, they get what? Kyrie, and then obviously he and Kyrie can't get along, and then he leaves. Goes to Los Angeles, Lakers, he wants Anthony Davis. They give him a lot of young talent. They want a title. But then they can't be happy with what they have. So then they got to go get Russell Westbrook. He's mad about that, so he wants to leave. See, it's frustrating. The, the difference, though, I think this time is I can see this being career. the Lakers' decision. Not, I, I don't think LeBron wants out of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He wants some things tweaked and some things different and thinks, okay, you know, a couple moves here and there and we're right back into championship contention. I think the, the Lakers brass, there's a chance they look at this and say, you know what? LeBron gets hurt a little more often than he used to. 
He's a little bit of a headache to be dealing with nonstop. And the light at the end of the tunnel is a lot closer than it is further away at this point. And that's not really been yep. the case at any point in LeBron's career. I think it could be the organization that says, you know what, adios. Wave the checkered flag was what they put on the Valley Sports feed when yeah. the Thunder beat the Pacers. <laughs> Boom, take that. Take that, Indiana. Ro- Boom, roasted Pacers. All right, big story number four. Number four. All right, so the Kyler Murray saga. Do, do we have like a Cliff Notes version of this real quick we can try to do, Josh, with Kyler? Um, he apparently wasn't happy with the Arizona Cardinals, but then he is. Now he wants the team to give him a new contract, but also wants there to be money to be able to sign players. Am I am I getting this somewhat right? Yeah. Th- no, that's well done. Uh, Kyler Murray unfollows, <laughs> hates the Arizona Cardinals, turns around, hey, it's all good, nothing to see here. And now uh, his agent says, you know what? We'd yeah. like some cash. Wait, hold on. Hold on. So today – the owner of the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, was asked about the quarterback situation in Kyler Murray. The window has just opened for a contract extension. Certainly, he's part of our long-term plan. These uh, contracts, especially the quarterback contracts, are very complicated. Most of the big ones are done further down the road. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen were done in the summertime. Uh, others were done in the summertime. We've got time, um, but they're complicated. Yeah, you got time. Boy, some NFL people are teeing off on this today. Did you see Michael Lombardi's tweet? What did he say? Um, okay, now and again, I got I want to be honest with you. I'm not the biggest Michael Lombardi guy on the planet, but I have found myself listening to him and le- reading a little bit more. He tw- also his son is the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. Uh, Michael writes, how about being a good teammate? How about being a leader that can motivate and help his team, not blame them? This ransom letter is further proof of the disconnect of the player to the team. Horrible. And his agent should be embarrassed. Wow. Yeah, I think that Uh, Kyler's gotten some poor representation here and some poor advice along the way. I would venture a guess that it wasn't Kyler's idea to hop on social media accounts and start unfollowing everyone. I would venture a guess to say that that was probably suggested to him. So, and it's not just, none of this has looked good for him. No, it hasn't. It hasn't at all. Uh, Meanwhile, speaking of quarterback conversations, no news on Aaron Rodgers yet, but there was a little buzz building about Tom Brady this morning. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, who has never been slow to throw a rumor out there, even if it's not legit. But he's got a decent track record, I think. The Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, had plans to pursue Sean Payton as their head coach and Tom Brady as their quarterback. But when Brian Flores named them in his discrimination suit, the Dolphins kind of changed their plans. According to this, Dolphin sources who requested anonymity told Mike Florio that the team asked the Saints for permission to speak with Peyton after the coach announced his resignation on January 25th. Brian Flores filed his lawsuit a week later. Peyton still under contract with the Saints. Even if he were interested in coaching in Miami, the Dolphins would have had to agree to compensation with Nolens. Boy, I think that's a lot of dots to connect. 
right? I mean, it's I understand one where you're like, man, I hear they might want to go get Sean Payton. Okay, that's great. But then Sean Payton and then they were going to go get Tom Brady. It's like, whoa, okay, let's slow down here just a bit. But that's one rumor. And then, of course, it's Combine Week, so we'll have our eyes on all of our Oklahoma guys that are participating in the Combine. What's our 11 dudes participating in the Combine for the Sooners? So a big week coming up in Indianapolis. Oh, do, do you want to have an overtime conversation, or do you want to table it until tomorrow? We can have an overtime conversation if you would like. I'm good with whatever. The NFL and its competition committee are going to meet about adjusting overtime Ugh. to ensure that each team gets a possession. Unbelievable. There's some pr- there's some some pretty pretty wild things that are being projected and pre- presented, but I I think you're going to have separate rules for the season and for overtime. That's what I think. I think you'll have a set of rules for overtime in the regular season and a set of rules of overtime for the for the postseason, which is by the way how it's pretty much always have, has been, but because you can't have a postseason game in and a tie. But, Josh, I also I, – I think we're getting a little bit too carried away. Even though in the postseason, what's the number? The team that wins a point, coin toss, 10-2 and two or something like that. But if you look regular season, it's, it's kind of even. I don't know. It's just – it's going to change. I hope the change is for the better. I don't want the the spot rule. I don't want the field goal rule. I just let, let's just play an extra quarter of football. And if you only want to do it in the postseason, that's fine by me. I like having two different overtimes between the NFL and college, but I'm always fascinated by the different ideas that come up from this. I'm good with that too. I think that'd be fun in the playoffs. Just ten minutes, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But then, then you get to the point where it's like, if you're tied after that 10 minutes, I mean, what are we playing? All right, 10 then more what minutes? do we do? <laughs> hey, can we get 10 more minutes here? All right. Uh, big story number three. Number three. Last night I talked to John Paul Morosi. Friday night I talked to Bob Nightingale. This is not me name dropping. This is just me giving you two different perspectives on the Major League Baseball lockout. Friday night, Bob Nightingale told us he thinks the deal's done this week. He's positive. He's enthusiastic. He's energetic. Baseball will be back. Last night, John Pomerosi said they're not even close. <laughs> and he doesn't expect a deal to be done anytime soon. Josh, are we meeting this deadline today before games are canceled for Major League Baseball? Absolutely not. No chance. So after today, if there is no agreement, apparently we'll start canceling games that will not be made up for now. Big story number two. Number two. Let's take the positive for Diamond Sports. Oklahoma Sooner softball goes on the road, wins five straight. It Marina, excuse me, the Marionette Classic. No, you they can call it Marina Cal- Hines. I mean, it basically it's is. like. Marita Hines West. It's the first time since 2014 that they've rolled through the Mary Nutter undefeated. So it's hard. It's hard to go through the Mary Nutter undefeated. It's always a challenging field. So kudos to the Sooners, 15 and 0. They get a chance to recharge. And then the next scheduled game is Monday against Minnesota. But I think there's a good chance you might see something added. We shall see. 
Josh, on the baseball side of things, were you in studio much for baseball this weekend or not? Just for Friday, which I guess. Oh, well, you're maybe the bad I'd, luck, Charlie. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be allowed in studio anymore. You're, you're the problem here more than anything else. Sooners win two of three from Northwestern State. And what a performance on the bump from Chaz Martinez. Seven innings, strikes out 14, walks just one. I, uh, I think the Sooners got a pretty solid Sunday guy. Maybe he'll be moving up in the rotation as they beat Northwestern State 5-1 to one to take two of three. Gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. By the way, as far as the schedule is concerned for OU baseball, we know for certain they're heading down to Houston this weekend for three games. They'll play Friday against LSU at 3 o'clock. Big story number one, Josh Helmer. Where are we with hoops? The men win Bedlam. They knock off Oklahoma State in overtime. But it doesn't appear as if it helped them too terribly much in getting closer to making the NCAA tournament for now. Women still in a good spot to potentially host after winning back-to-back games, including a thriller over Kansas State. We'll go in-depth when we come back on The Plank Show. Welcome back into The Plank Show. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Got a little news to wrap things up coming up here in just a bit. You know what's kind of funny is I haven't been here in a while, and I missed it. This place is awesome. I encourage everyone to check out the ReStore off of Maine and Barry. It is uh, a cool place. They, they, we were talking about the books earlier. You bring the kids in here. They sell books for 50 cents, uh, records for a quarter. All kinds of crafts that you could potentially put together for your family. It's it, it, it it's a really cool place. It should be it should be a must stop because it's all for a good cause too. Also, have that uncomfortable moment where you see the guy that works at your liquor store in public, and you're like, "Hey, how are you? Good, good to good, good to see you." <laughs> anyway, we're on the road today at the restore. Josh, I know we have some news that we're going to hit here in a bit. we got kind of a quick segment before we hit the news, according to Josh. But I want to know from you, if I were to put let, – let's, let's talk two college basketball questions here quickly. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's hear it. All right, first college basketball question. One to ten. One being no chance. Ten being all in. If you would rather – Use a percentage, and you feel more comfortable with that. I'm fine with that, too. I'm not here to judge. What percentage chance do you have right now of the Sooners men's basketball team making the NCAA tournament? Two out of ten. Ooh. I I don't think it's very likely at all, but it it is a possibility that's out there for them. But to me – you have to win each of the final two games, which I think they'll beat West Virginia at home. At Kansas right. State, they're going to have a, a good opportunity to win that one too, but I'm not ready to just lock that one in and say it's in the win column right here, right now. Obviously, Kansas State winning in Manhattan has been a big-time challenge for this program, sure. and, and winning on the road has been a big-time challenge in conference play for this team. So 
Is it is it a possibility that they can win each of these last two? Sure it is. They're winnable games for Oklahoma. But beyond that, it's uh, it, it, to me, the idea of winning two games in the Big 12 tournament is not very likely at all with this group right now. Mm. And to me, it's tough. that's what it's going to take to get into the NCAA tournament. I don't think – you know, three wins here at the end of the regular season combined with one Big 12 tournament win. I don't think 18 and 15 is getting you into the dance. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I would unfortunately be a little bit less positive, but I loved what Porter Moser said at the end of his interview because that was that moment where I went from being, gosh, I just don't think they're going to make the tournament to being, let's go. Let's go. When he's like, don't count us out. Don't count us out. I loved it. All right. The other side of this. Percentage chance that the OU women host the first round of the NCAA tournament. I think a 7 out of 10. I, I think there's a Ooh. really good chance that that's going to happen. Like it. And the I Kansas like State one. You know, Taylor Robertson was our Sooners Wire player of the week. And Jada Coleman would have you know, been right there. Honorable mention certainly was very much in Whatever. consideration, but you just hate softball. That's correct. But <laughs> Taylor Robertson, that shot, the importance of winning that game at home versus Kansas state and precisely what you're talking about right here, what it means for the Oklahoma women in terms of getting potentially two games in the NCAA tournament at home to start. That was, I mean, a massive, massive made yeah. bucket for Oklahoma. Huge. And they needed it. Uh, I would put it around that area, too. I feel very positive about that becoming a reality for Oklahoma. Should be fun. OU women's basketball, a couple games left in the season. By the way, I, I didn't want today to get away from us without giving kudos to the incredible tribute now that's paid for Sherry Cole. Her name and number will hang in the Raptors forever. I just, I think that's really cool. And they kind of, I don't know if, if it was a surprise all the way till the end. But they surprised. They wanted to surprise her with it, and Joe C had me all kinds of fired up, man. Whenever I was listening to him, uh, MC that moment when they unveiled the Sherry Cole banner, I just thought that was incredible and well deserved. All right, we got a break. When we come back, news according to Josh will take us home. We're on the road. Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity restores the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Blank. Thanks to the folks at the ReStore for hosting us today. I'm mobile, got an event at noon. Uh, I'm not going to make it on time, but I don't care because I got a chance to spend uh, the day with Randy and them, so it was well worth it. Um, we're going to have tickets to give away the coffee event this weekend. We'll tell you more about it tomorrow. But, Josh, you did hit on something that I have completely erred on. Um, the Air Comfort Solutions text line has not been given its proper attention today. So, Unfortunately not. Now, here's the deal. We have had a very busy show and some pretty awesome guests, so I'll give us a, a pass today. Correct. So where do you want to start on this Air Comfort Solutions text line? <laughs> One quick cleaning of uh, the shop here before we hop to the text line. Go ahead. S Steel Man had asked me to ask you if there was any audio from one Patty Gasso from this weekend. So that was supposed to be an off-air conversation, but did you get to catch up with Coach and any post-game conversations this weekend? Sure, yeah. Um, I, and I and I hope, if, if you heard it, most of our post-game stuff ended up being 
uh, like our pregame conversation for the next game. Um, I've got a feeler out to get Coach or JT or Jen Rocha on tomorrow's show. So um, stay tuned to the Ref Sports Radio Network where there's a really good chance we'll hear from Coach tomorrow. Um, didn't get a chance to talk to her yesterday. I literally, if it wasn't for McKay and Dylan Stanley, um, I would not have made my plane. I would not have made my flight yesterday, but they thankfully got me to the airport with room to spare. So, yeah, sorry I didn't get anything post-Utah, but if you – and, and I'll, I'll, I'll get her on tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk to either her or one of the coaches tomorrow. To the Air Comfort Solutions text line before we get out of here, 405-651-3439. You can chime in, too. A friend of mine called a friend of his that was at the Mary Nutter tournament. He he was there for the Tennessee game, estimated the crowd at 17,000 people. Does that sound right? No. What, what the hell is he talking about? 17,000? Um, that's like a – No. But I don't. I mean, then again, is he combining all the fields or yeah, something? Yeah, I, I I think that's what they're they're doing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Not for say. just OU Tennessee. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm being literal, Chris, on you. Um, I if you were to take all the fields and put them together, right, and you were to take into consideration players and every, I mean, everything, vendors then, yeah, I think that's a that's a fair number. You could have taken the amount of people that were there and around it, and you could have filled a basketball arena. So, no, 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 that, that's a good number. Now, if you were saying, gosh, I would have loved to have seen the numbers because as much as I scoff at that, Josh, all the way down that berm, they have a grass berm, it was packed. Um, yeah, it's that, – that's interesting. I'll ask – we'll ask Coach. Coach doesn't – well, I try to think like Coach probably too much. But I don't think she cares about numbers and how many people were there. I think it was just cool for her to see the amount of energy and, and passion there was for the game. And, uh, again, like I said, it's great. It's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that the fans are responding. But I really hope the organizers and the people who are making a ton of money off this event will start putting it back into fixing up that facility and modernizing it. Via Jimmy and Duncan. Don't get me wrong, it's a great time to watch Oklahoma pound teams into submission, but that's not going to happen in the postseason against the best teams in the nation, so you kind of need these games. On a side note, the fact that OU could face adversity, have their backs against the wall, and still pull out a win tells Patty they are where they need to be. The last two games helped this team grow. Yeah, they're going to be better for it. You know, especially, you know, the Utah game is just so interesting to me. Because I, I really, really thought that Oklahoma – I know the coaching staff was inspired and fired up, man. I know they were. I was, disappointed. I was disappointed that the team didn't match the intensity that Patty Gasso, JT Gasso, Jen Rocha, and Coach Zalewski, Kristen Zalewski brought. That was very disappointing to me. But they found a way to win. You know, this was – I mean, I'm not. I would never like call out. Oh, how dare you! But I just, I didn't think that juice was there like it should have been for this team yesterday. And the coaches, trust me, because I saw the, I saw the talks. Uh, that wasn't from a lack of energy from the coaches. But Jimmy is a bazillion percent right, Josh. Oklahoma Sooners softball is better for the games that they played this weekend, especially the tight ones. They'll be better 
because, you know, they know, listen, you, you got to go out and bring it every single game. I liked what uh, – was that an email somebody sent you earlier that you shared Marcos, on the show? Yeah, yeah I, Marcos. He's awesome. I thought that was – I thought that was – well said in the email and something maybe I wasn't really thinking about this weekend, but that does have to not just affect Jocelyn Allo with this home run chase. I mean, that kind of across the board, I, I don't know how much, but I can see the point that they're making that it's a great point. Th- there's some pressure that kind of gets shared around in this uh, whole home run chase. There is, you know, there's the pressure on Jossie to just get past it. Uh, I'm sure there's pressure on the coaches to put her in the best position they think she can be in to break this mark. There's pressure on your teammates to overcome when she's not pitched to, right? Everyone's like, oh, that's got to fire up a Kinsey hand. I'm getting right? I'm like, look at Kinsey. She's already flex it up like but then also you're, you're pressing a little bit because you want to show that other team so bad how much they screwed up and and walking around someone to pitch to you so yeah i'm sure there's a lot of um undue pressure that's put on process that was a really really good point because everyone wants to win and they want to do their best on the subject of brain surgery somebody texted and said and it ain't, it ain't brain science brain science either <laughs> It's pretty funny. It's not rocket surgery. It ain't science is what it boils down to. That's 100% right. Anything else you want to clean up, or we got time for a couple final quick thoughts here? We do have time for a couple final quick thoughts. Just one more that I wanted you to touch on. And I feel like we've done this before, but we did get an off-air phone call. Somebody wanted an update on Emmy Guthrie. And then some folks were curious about construction, the schedule on the new softball stadium. Um. Emmy was with the team this weekend. I, again, I, I keep saying this. I feel like Emmy Guthrie is someone that we won't be talking about a lot this year. And that's nothing against Emmy Guthrie. It's just, he's it pretty loaded. And if, if Emmy Guthrie ends up pitching this season, then that means we're dealing with some injuries. So that would be one thing that I would, I would say got a bright future seems like a good kid i have to throw it, I, I said this before and this isn't a knock you know it jordy ball doesn't look like a freshman emmy ball or emmy got three she looks like a freshman right you see it's like okay she's young she's gonna she's gonna get this she's gonna be fine uh and construction i have no I, I don't know yet i feel like that there was maybe some rumors of a groundbreaking in february february but we shall see um because that's it's the last day of February. <laughs> so I yeah, you mean March? Now. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I mean, there were rumors of a groundbreaking in February. I mean, and, and I haven't seen anything. So today is the last day of February. So you would hope that maybe that pushes to March or, you know, maybe this is sooner rather than later. But it still seems to be on schedule that, you know, next season would be their last that they would play in Rita Heinz Field. So we've got, I don't know, a minute and a half left. Some final thoughts that you wanted to jump into? Yeah, I, I, I did. You know, there was – this is kind of setting the table for us for tomorrow, I think, more than anything else, Josh. But I do, I do want to get in at some point 
to the attendance conversation. And uh, I know Dennis Dodds wrote about it. Um, I know it's something we're very passionate about here in Norman, um, across Oklahoma. It's been, uh, it's been something to me that administrators and coaches have talked about, and maybe not so much coaches, but maybe more athletic directors, but they've been working on and they've been grinding on for a really, really long time. You know, I think Kenny Mossman used an analogy that, you know, you think about Disneyland and Disney World, right? And they kind of have this mindset of we want to create a memory, an atmosphere that you'll, you'll always want to come back and you'll, you'll never want to miss an opportunity to be at Disney World. And you'll, you'll, you'll keep those memories forever. And it's hard to do that in sports, right? Because the game is so much, but it's tough. You know, it's tough with parking and with uh, attendance or lines and with concessions. So it, it's, it's a conversation worth having, Josh. I just feel like it's kind of odd to pin that article a year after a pandemic. It's like, come on, dude. But we'll get into it more tomorrow. For Josh, I'm Plank. See you at noon and next right here on the Home of Center Fans.